The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the 8th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel reading this morning is indeed from St. Luke chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. It can be found in your pew Bible on page 1606. Luke records, They sailed to the region of Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. And when Jesus stopped, or rather stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house or anything that we could imagine, but had lived in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out, and he fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons have gone into him. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs. And he gave them permission. And when the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. And when those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out. He was sitting at Jesus' feet. He was dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. And then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. And so he got up into the boat, and he left. Now the man from whom the demons had gone out begged him to go with him, but Jesus sent him away saying, return home and tell how much God has done for you. And so the man went away and told all over the town how much Jesus had done for him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth 
and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, as nothing good in this world can come from any other place. As I was thinking about the sermon today, I had a thought. I get those now and then, David. And I was wondering out loud to myself and onto paper and meditating on this, do I take my sin serious enough? Do I, do I really understand the depravity that I have as a, as a sinner? Especially when it comes to very self-evident sin, maybe sin that is visited. Let me describe a, a little thing. It, 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 like an old dog, sin sometimes meanders up to me. A very old dog, right? Meanders on up and, and it'll nudge my leg. And this is sin that I thought I had dealt with. The, the old dog wags his tail and he looks up at me panting, going, <sighs> you know, old dog. And this old dog is not spry, nor is he active like he used to be. He looks a little malnourished, this old dog that's looking up at me and wagging his tail, wanting my attention. This old dog's got patchy fur, mange maybe even, smelly. He's sickening. His ribs are exposed. And yet, every once in a while, in a weak moment, I'll reach down and I'll pat that old dog on the head. Hey, good boy. Who's a good boy? I'll pat him on the head. I'll say, howdy, boy, did you miss me? And he wags his tail, seemingly say, you betcha. Let's play. You know, we don't hang out that old dog like we used to. And yet still, every once in a while, I say, where's your ball? Get your ball. And I'll grab that ball, and I say, good boy, and I'll toss that ball, and we'll play for a while until I come to my senses. And I sigh. And I say, why did I just feed that dog? Have you ever thought about your sin? I think about you a lot, especially when I'm preparing this, this proclamation to you. I think about you a lot. I think about, oh, man, I mean, I can't make a list. What if I leave one out? What if I name them all? Is that my job? I mean, I get really worried about it, and, and then I think, well, what if they think it's not a big deal? Do you think your sin's a big deal? Or do you, like me, have you ever felt, well, it's not as bad as some other sins I've done? Or have you ever maybe thought, well, it's certainly not as bad as I read in the paper or see on the TV, and I'm certainly not as bad as that person, as you point into the mirror? 
Not me, pastor. You know, Spurgeon says this, and, and, and I don't know, we, we really don't want somebody to call out our sin, um, but Spurgeon, and if, if, if somebody calls out sin on, to you, I mean, I've reacted in such a way, first of all, it's kind of, it's like, first like, oh, <laughs> you saw that. <laughs> or in my worst, I might even say, how dare you, and be angry right back. Oh, yeah, well, you. Have you ever done that? Me, you. You don't have to shake your head or anything, but I can see some eyes out there going, mm-hmm. oh. yeah, it seems like he's talking to me. Spurgeon says this, if any man thinks ill of you, do not be angry with him. That sounds nice. If any man thinks ill of you, do not be angry with him. Because Spurgeon continues, for you are worse than he thinks you to be. Pow. Drop the mic. Ooh, pastor. No, I'm not holier than thou. Remember the story about the dog? He comes and visits. So today, we hear in a relative antiseptic comfort from the pew there and from this pulpit, we hear the historical account of a demon-possessed man likely a Gentile, if you call it living. He's living as a Gentile in a region called the Gerasenes. He is, this man, a Gentile, demon-possessed. He hangs out in a graveyard amongst the tombs. He's naked, and he's been chained down Hand and foot, only to break these chains. Oh, by the way, he was being guarded. He was enabled by superhuman strength from his demons that lived in him, and he would continue to terrorize. To say that this man was known in the region would be a a misnomer. He was known. We hear further that upon seeing Jesus, that the demons... For we know that they were a legion. A legion is anywhere between 4,000 and 6,000 men strong. Let's call it 5,000 in simple terms. It was a whole bunch of little devils living in that man. And they recognize Jesus and they, they name him correctly. They say, the son of the most high God. Ta-da. Do you remember that? First words of Jesus as he came out of the tomb, little girl in Sunday school says, ta-da. He's revel- he's, he is showing himself. Revelation right there. Well, the demons did. And Jesus cast them into a herd of pigs. They asked for it. And these pigs would allow us to suppose that these people are Gentiles and not Jews. And that those pigs are the property of some potentially very angry businessmen. And after these pigs run down from their pig herders into the lake and drown, 
I wasn't going to say it, but I have to. It's so bad. That's our first example of deviled ham. Yeah, I know. Gee, that's the first time you ever heard that, I'll bet, huh? Okay. Check that off the list. Okay. These guys run back through the countryside into town, and they're telling what happened. Or their version. We were minding our own business. That nut at the graveyard sees the stranger come up, and then the next thing I know, these pigs are running down the hill into the water. They all drown. I know it sounds crazy, but come and see. That was a CYA moment for these guys because they knew they were in a heap of trouble for losing all that bacon. And so they went into the town, and they proclaimed good news that people didn't know how good that bad news they were receiving was. So when they come back and they bring the people of the town, what do they see? Remember? Do you remember what they see? They saw this. They see the demon-possessed man. But he's not possessed. They see the demon-possessed man. Not naked. He's clothed. And he's sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in Christ, one could say, made new, one could say, redeemed, we certainly hear and can say. And their response is not, wow, I want this too. I want what you have. Give me the reason, because you were nuts, and you were chained, and you were filthy and naked, and now look at you. Tell me, where do you hang your hope? No, they didn't do that, did they? Their was, response was this to Jesus. Please leave, as you are bad for business. Let's pause here for a minute. Sometimes those that are in sin, willful or other, they hear the gospel. Maybe they even know of Jesus and they reject him. They reject him. Why? Because he's bad for business. The sin business. They say things like, who are you to judge me? I'll judge you. Jesus does. I just want to point to you where, oh, I was once naked, chained, dirty, hanging out in a walking dead, and I want to point you to the guy that delivered me into this wonderful thing you see here now. That probably isn't a good selling point, but I want to tell you about a man that saved me. But upon hearing that, maybe you were like this at one time, maybe I am like this or was like this at one time, they say, no, 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 I got an old dog to feed. I, uh, I got to go play ball with man's best friend, good boy. And you know what? <laughs> I may have an old dog that I play with and pat and feed every once in a while, but it's not as bad as the one that that demon possessed chained. Right. No, no. Here's the thing. Here's the good news. Once you were and once I was that demon-possessed man, chained. But we're not anymore. You and I, we are clothed in Christ from our baptism. Clothed in Christ 
from our baptism. We, you, and I were born into a wretched body of death, a slave to sin, a devil. And we had to be set free. And we were, as Paul says in his letter today to the Galatians, we weren't just set free, but we were adopted into the family. You are, I am, a son, a daughter of the most holy God. co with Jesus. Because of Jesus. Now the demons recognize Jesus and they recognize him in you. One more time. Demons. Those, the accuser, recognize Jesus in you. And they flee at the sound of your... They sound at the... They flee at the sound of your prayers. Wow, get behind me, Satan. Who was tongue-tied to me? No, that's just my own fault. I was going too fast. The fact of the matter is when you pray, they flee. When you use the name of Jesus in its proper manner, in the name of Jesus, they flee. Wow, I got a little Baptist there. They flee. But they do. When you come and take communion and you hear these words that this is a means of grace for you, his body, his blood for you, they flee. Like the demon-possessed man, past, present, and future, once we were doomed, Now we are redeemed and made new. Jesus did that for us. And we are receiving an inheritance and forever life with the Father. Do you remember from the historical account, from the reading this morning, do you remember what Jesus tells the man when he begs to stay with him? Don't make me go. I want to be with you, Jesus. Do you remember what his answer was? He said, stay. Go and tell the people what God has done for you. Did you hear me say, God, right? Why did you do that, Ken? And that is a moment where it's, ta-da. Jesus said, go and tell them what God has done for you. Oh, God with skin on was there. And the man did. He did go and tell. He went and told the people what Jesus had done for him. And you could take that to the bank as far as God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit being one. There's part of the evidence. There it is. Fully God, fully man. Remember today. Remember today. As you receive his body and his blood, That old dog is starving. That old dog of sin is starving. You are made new in your baptism. You weren't baptized. You are baptized. Every morning, remember your baptism. Walk wet, knowing, clothed in Christ, where you once were naked. You're no longer naked in sin. You are clothed in him. Shiny, 
made new. And when you receive the body and the blood, you proclaim what God, what Jesus has done for you. In the name of Jesus, amen.